This week's episode is sponsored by Custos. Custos is a podcast hosting platform that helps you grow your audience through public podcasts and offer exclusive content through private ones. The WP Mayor podcast is actually hosted on Custos and a whole process has been great from the very start. Check them out at custos.com. Hi, Sean. It's nice to have you on the podcast, finally. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. And thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on. So today we'll be talking about you know, content creation, specifically affiliate marketing and, and content creation for that. Well, just a bit of a background as to you know what I do. I'm actually the content manager at WP Mayor, and I've been doing it for around one and a half years now. I came from a very different background, so I basically had to learn everything, you know, from the ground up. And I'm still learning, so I'm very excited about our conversation today. Excited about learning new things for yeah. you. So, <laughs> so I always like to start off with a bit of, um, you know, an introduction. Just introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, just for us to get an idea of where you're coming from. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I well, I I kind of. Not kind of. I, I started as a as a freelance writer several years ago, and then I um, I found a job working for Listen Money Matters. That was one of my you know my my gigs, and then they just kind of brought me on and and asked me if I would love or like to run their their writing team and kind of like help them build a writing team. And then and I said sure. And a, a lot of a lot of the progress I kind of just attribute to saying yes to a lot of the opportunities that were offered to me as just a testing ground and as a way to learn and to and to grow and you know things like that and like there was always a little bit of uh, i think discomfort that i felt just a little bit with uh, everything going in and so so yeah so like i i came from there and you know writing writing for listen money matters and, and it's a very successful personal finance uh, affiliate site and so um I, I learned a lot going into there and working with um, the founders over there andrew and laura and um for, yeah from there it was just like a side project of i believe um andrew and matt and they started building um this affiliate marketing plugin for wordpress uh called lasso and and they kind of built it out of necessity just kind of based on their own sort of like trials working with other plugins and they kind of just wanted something for themselves so they built that and then that has kind of you know, blown up into this whole thing. And so anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, but like long story short, like Andrew said, Hey, do you want to come over and help me with lasso and just grow lasso? So, and just working on the content side of things over there. And it will be very much more about online business and affiliate marketing versus personal finance with his, his other finance site. And so, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. And so now I'm there and just helping him and our team just kind of grow and, and educate and you know, all of those things through, through writing and, and uh, most recently Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've got a, Pretty good background in affiliate marketing. From from my end, I guess the one of the first things I really learned were you know one of the fundamentals of of good content creation, be it you know regular content or even affiliate, is I guess knowing um, who your audience is, and then also knowing what the company's what the company's principles are, and and the blog's principles are, and and bringing that out through the right through the content itself. For example, for instance, here at WP Mayor, um, we do a lot of reviews and we're very 
we give a lot of importance to being honest, you know, pointing out the good and the bad things when, when we're when we're reviewing a product, a WordPress product or a WordPress service. So I feel like even transitioning into affiliate marketing, it's very important to keep these things in mind. What do you think are the key ingredients for, for good content creation? Well, I, th- I think one of the things that, that I've kind of always had in the back of my mind is just to really, like you kind of hit on some points already where it's like, you know, be, I think impartiality is, is, a, is a big one because you're, you know, you're, you're educating people about like these things, like whether they're a product or a course or whatever, but, you know, so there's, there's a lot of um, authenticity that I think should come out in, in your content and, and also keeping it conversational. I think is 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 another really really great one. I, I think it kind of helps pull people down the page a bit, and then like I mean, you can go you know dive into like the aesthetics of like what a good you know like blog post looks like, you know, and you know like getting into all of that with like quotes and bullet points and all that stuff and breaking it up into smaller chunks. But I mean, I think yeah, converse keep keeping it conversational. I think is really really great. And then like you touched on another really great point I thought, which was, you know, like knowing who your audience is and like what they want, because I think, because you're, you're creating for them, like it's never really about you. It's about them and like what they want and really how much value you can provide for them. So like, I, it kind of starts with, um, almost like a, like selfless sort of mentality where it's like, how can I help you, you know, get better and like get what you need. And, you know, perhaps in the, in the process of all of that, you know, someone will click an affiliate link or they'll, they'll sign up for a trial or something like that, you know, and that's kind of, you know, the whole game, I guess, if you want to call it a game, but. (laughs) Yeah. I think you touched on something important because I've I've been doing a bit of research and I have, I came across people like Pat Flynn, for example, who speak about ethical market, um, affiliate marketing, which is, you know, super important. You don't want to be promoting products that you don't believe in, for instance, and, and leading your audience on. So I think that's one of the things to look out for, I would say, when, when you're starting your affiliate marketing journey. Absolutely. And, and, you know, another really great point to tack on to that is base it off of your own experiences. Like if, if, if you can, like, because I think, I think it's easier to create content for things that you've either already done or that you are just insanely curious about and you really want to learn about it, you know? So I think, I think having those two like factors, like at your side, I think really will just serve you and it'll serve, serve your audience as well. Yeah. I mean, I've, I tried to do this with all our affiliates, even Lasso yourselves. I mean, we, we've signed up to your affiliate program, but the first thing I did was, you know, get your product and try it out myself and, you know, write a review about it, which should be out soon. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always my, my go-to, um, you know, thing to do, starting with a review. Yeah. And so I'm really interested into digging deep, you know, with you into what sort of content or what types of content work best for affiliate marketing. Is there a specific roadmap that you normally go through when when promoting um, a specific product? So yeah, well, usually with with a product, like a lot a lot of times, I think. Well, like, like you had mentioned, like a product review, like that's that's one, right? So I think I think there's certain like search queries as well that are going on where I think there's more of an intent to make a purchase, right? So like reviews mm-hmm. is obviously one of them, like product comparisons is, is, a, is another great one. But then also I think like how to guides where you're just kind of like breaking down how to use a product, because I think all of these sort of have that sort of um, 
like commercial intent or commercial investigation where they're more likely to buy. And I think you're attracting more of um, like a qualified user base with people searching for those terms. So like, you know, like last review, like you said, um, is one or just like best product X versus Y kinds of um, like keyword, uh, you know, searches. But then I think also um, hitting on those more of like the informational side of, of content as well. And just like, because not everything is about making a purchase or making a sale. Like you also have to just like educate people. And I think, you know, that's kind of like the the guiding principle, I think that just like strikes through the court of like everything that we're doing is to really educate and, and to help. But I think sort of having the content fall into two different, two buckets, I guess. One is more about like, you know, informing them. And then, you know, like what is X um, versus like, you know, product review or like best product xyz kinds of things yeah i mean we've seen a lot of those but i mean we've done it ourselves in the past where we have like best (laughs) x plugins for whatever it is affiliate marketing for instance right yeah 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 definitely written written my share of those as well (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit of an older way of doing things i feel um i think people have um, sort of noticed that they're just i mean they are useful in certain cases but they're not always the most trustworthy i would say um i think people have have started to move away from that and i'm seeing a lot of as well comments on twitter for instance of people sort of talking against such posts and and i and i see the point there what i do believe would be a good idea for affiliate marketing is also considering like you said the buyer's journey so i guess targeting you know like you said the people who are readers who are starting to look for their specific product to help them with a specific need and then moving on from there um how do you split these up like would you have content directed at people who are just starting on their search journey and others um, who are digging maybe a little deeper yeah oh yeah no that's a great question and i think i think there's sort of more of like the, the the surface level or very like broad strokes type of approach and like that could be like qualified as like one one bucket when you're like creating something and then you know that's something that goes like that really like peels the layers back would i would i would think of as as for someone who's like really like well versed in something and then you're just like kind of like adding another layer of depth to that and um I think that those are probably like the, the the two just like really general ways also that that um I think about it. I feel like I didn't answer your question. <laughs> after after that I feel like I just like got lost in my own thought there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I was I was pretty much just summing up what you said. So really considering um your client, your reader and where he is in his or her um, buyer's journey into buying that particular product or service. So like you said, start with a review. <laughs> I'm just start with the review, get get people interested. And then for those who are, you know, further on down the, the journey, reinforce why that specific product is good for them. So I think that's a pretty good way of of doing things. Yeah. And and, and some sometimes too, like I'll I'll think about posts, like I'll you know, like I'm always like reading over other other content just to look for perhaps an, an alternative take or an interesting way of, of presenting the the information. And like, you know, sometimes I'll even think about really like old school, like direct response copywriting, where it's like, they'll take you from like the top of the post where it's like no information at all, like totally like unaware of, of anything. And then like the, the, the post will just like 
kind of take you all the way and lead you. And by the end of it, you're like ready to, to, to buy or to click the link or, or whatever the, the call to action kind of a thing is. And, and like, I, which shows are like really difficult, I think to write <laughs> like, you know, content like that, where you take them like all the way through like the buyer's journey, I guess, in like one, one piece of content. But I mean, definitely a challenge and definitely great when you can pull it off. But that's like, that's another approach to, to also to consider when you are like creating some, something like that. Um, you know. <laughs> would you split the, um, would you have one long post or would you rather have them split up and then linking to each other? I mean, typically we'll do not necessarily like some sort of 5,000 word epic post, you know, yeah, usually, usually they'll, they'll fall, you know, within like the, I'd say like the 2000 word range. So I, I feel like, you know, like in, in our experience too, it's sort of, a, you know, you, you can, you can cast a pretty wide net, I think with, with a word count sort of coming in around two, maybe 3000 words. And then um, I think you can really make your piece pretty informative and, and detailed with, with just about that. So it doesn't have to be like something like insanely long. Um, Cause I have come across those and I think I've written a couple. <laughs> so we're like, oh, it's going to be too long. I don't know. Like, I think this is, I think it needs to be shaved down just a little bit. Like, you know, especially when you think about your audience who, you know, is most likely consuming it on the internet and that's, well, if, what am I talking about? Of course it's on the internet. Um, but, you know, like they're, they're just, they're, you know, very, you know, skimmable basically. So sometimes, you know, too detailed could, could disturb you, you know? Yeah. I think the search, <laughs> the search intent is super important here. Yeah. So for sure. if they're looking for like a quick fix, you know, you know having yeah, the right yeah, button exactly. at a specific, you know, position would, would totally help in that case. So moving on to a lot of the different things we can add to posts, what are your takes on CTA boxes or buttons and how have you found these help best in, in producing content that converts? Um, that is an excellent question, Gabby. <laughs> um, no, with see, it's funny because I think sometimes like CTA buttons can be overlooked because we focus so much of our time on like crafting the perfect headline, which, which is important, right? Like if you, um, I, I, I try to think about each bit of with, within a blog post, like you've got, like everything has one job, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, the headlines job is to just get clicks. So you get into the post, like the intros, it's only job is to kind of like pull you right down to read the second paragraph and so on. And I, and I think sometimes people overlook call to action buttons and, and, and things like that, because I think they're really important because that's where the conversion typically occurs. And I think there's really great points to add, like when you are just, you know, creating a call to action button where obviously one, it's like you want it to be noticeable, but, but two, like, I think the, the copy there should sort of, I, I think about it more like call to value, I guess. And there's, there's a, there's a really great example I, I think about with, um, crazy egg um, because their call to action button i believe it still says show me my heat map and i think kind of communicating what's in it for the reader i think your chances of them clicking and making a conversion i think are are higher if you if you come at it from if you're answering the question what's in it for me so like that's that's just one example that that comes to mind or or using the word get not get my heat map, but like, you know, get my ebook or, you know, get my $1,000 discount or whatever, because people like to get things. Cause I think there's, 
you know, we're, we're all a little like inherently selfish a little bit, I think. So it's like, Ooh, like, you know, and I, I think it just kind of stem, stems back to, um, the answering the question of like, what's in it for them and showing them like what they stand to benefit by clicking that button, I guess. Um, yeah. So I've noticed <laughs> a lot of, a lot of buttons are now using the first person, like you're saying, like, show me my, um, heat yeah, map. yeah. I've, 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 I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. And, and, and again, like, I, I think, it, when I first when I first saw that, I thought, oh yeah, that's actually like a really good idea that seems to draw in more people and you know just make them want to click more. <laughs> I guess. I, and then there, and there's there's a lot of like per, you know persuasion principles and like you know psychological sort of I guess tactics that have also been written you know online about you know ways to present offers so they just you know, like visually or like, you know, mentally, it's just like more appealing or more attractive. And because I think that's really all at the end of the day, everything's all about sales. <laughs> like in a way, I mean, not, not to, not to sound, not to make things sound like shallow, but I think just with everything that we do, like just in our daily lives as well, it's just like, you're all kind like, we're all kind of salesmen and, and to a certain extent. And I think, you know, that's, you know, definitely relevant when you're, when you're creating content, you know, whether, you know, you're trying to educate or, you know, to, to get them to sign up for your newsletter or to, you know, click the link to listen to your podcast or, you know, just like, you know, anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I've noticed is that, um, someone, someone had mentioned this to me is to have rather than just a button, for instance, you'd have the link, the text link, the button, and then the image all pointing towards the same product. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Different people click on different things, right? Yeah, that you know, and it's so that's a great point because that was something that that I learned when I started writing for Listen Money Matters. And um I remember Andrew and I were on a call and he was like, Okay, so we did I think he was using um like hot jar or or crazy egg, but like they were they had like a heat map. I think it was, I believe that's that's what he told me. But but I remember specifically he said I don't know why, but like people are clicking on these images like gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but people just love to click images. And so that's, and that's actually one of the things that they um, like brought into Telasa was just like, everything is sort of like linked together. So it's like, you'll have the product description, the, the call to action button and the image. And, and it's just like all like leads to like, you know, your affiliate link or your course link or whatever, you know, you want people to link to, but it's, it's so true. I think it, it kind of goes back to, um, increasing your, your link real estate for lack of a better expression. But, you know, it's like you said, it's like you, you give them more places to click and chances are you'll get more clicks because you've given them so many options. And, you know, like you said, like people click on different things and, and yeah, images is, is, it's funny. Like people love to click on images, not just the call to action button, but like the yeah. image. I noticed it's on, on our Hunter, um, heat maps too, where you see a bunch of clicks. On our yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is it? I, I don't never, know. Is it the exactly. image? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what I've learned is that you have to make it super easy for them to get to the product. I mean, we've added recently, we've added a button at the top, like just below our, our uh, title. And we've, we've started to see a bit more conversions that way. And also in the sidebar, because whereas before, you, you know, people had to scroll to the bottom of the article to find the button. So it was, mm -hmm. yeah, people just weren't scrolling and, and they were missing the whole the whole. Uh, yeah, whole right. I think, yeah, sometimes I know a lot of people like the, the too long didn't read. Uh, kind of like <laughs> at the very top. And, and you know, that's, uh, that's actually a fair point, right? Like some, sometimes people just like, they don't want to scroll 
all the way to the bottom for whatever reason. So yeah, like I think, like you said, like just, you know, putting it in different places, you know, at the, at the top is really like, Hey, if you don't want to scroll all the way to the bottom, like here's the link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like, here's the rest of, of our content right here for you. So <laughs> yeah. Another thing we've, we've tried out our um, tables, especially when we're talking about different products. So putting a table up, up top, just, you know, just a bit of a summary of what the products are which has been you know we've seen lots of links that way too yeah i yeah i think and it's it's interesting too because put it putting like a little table up there that has um because it's kind of like you have everything in one location so i think that's also it's all i, I kind of think of tables as like a link cluster <laughs> like everybody talks about like content hubs and like pillars and like clusters and things like that but i also think about like tables that way as well where it's like if you can cluster a, uh, a group of products together like specifically if you're if it's for like your your affiliate site for example and you just have like you know maybe three or four products that are just all right there and they can just like go like oh yeah boom because I've, I've seen them a lot too like wire cutter like that's you know um pretty pretty popular uh, review site and like they'll kind of do that same thing too where it's like they'll have like you know best overall best budget you know runner up and you know things like that and and it's just like all right there and it's just like a a, a beautiful way to like lay out all of your your affiliate links or your course links um mm-hmm. like in one spot and um yeah <laughs> so stop talking i'll be i just like obsess over these things sometimes so i'll just like start yeah, talking like I, you know here to be like sean sean stop Um, you mentioned comparison posts have you found that having the pros and cons list uh, how how do you find that do you think that works or is it too simplified honestly like i think i think it's good because it it sort of it, it distills like everything you just read like personally like i i will read the pros and cons in in posts just so i can I, I kind of view those as like the greatest hits of, of what's good and what's what's bad about a product. So I, I think including those is is um I, I would I would do it. like I do it. Like I, I would do it. Um and I think I think it's just a great way to really distill down like everything that you just wrote like into like the greatest hits for <laughs> for lack of a better expression. So I, I say yes to like if we're giving the thumbs up, thumbs down, I would I would give the thumbs up to to pro um pros and cons <laughs> but i also uh, I, I think it's probably oh i'm sorry go ahead see there you no. go this is me right <laughs> you no say word. things now <laughs> no i was just going to mention that i sometimes see the like uh, let's say 90 out of 100 uh, this the score that, that that product has achieved and i feel like those um i'm not so keen about uh, the pros and cons are are something that i do look out for personally also i'm a bit of a lazy reader so i just <laughs> for the for the summaries but the right. um, the overall score sometimes I feel is a bit too I don't know it, it's as a writer it's it's tricky to give a score mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I'm, I'm not sure about those you know what I'm with you there I I I don't think it really gives your article really like come like from my perspective like I think there's I it's it's almost like they're a necessary evil I think in a way like I I still feel like they they need to be there but I don't put a whole lot of stock in just looking at the score until i've actually skimmed through the post and then and then like i've read through you know what what the product is you know it's it's sticky points the it's highlights um and and, you know and then then i'll really 
in my mind, then I'll reevaluate the score. And then I'll say, oh, it's almost like I look at the score as, as like a challenge to like me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I dare you to contradict this score. And I'm like, fine, I will. Like you say, it's 90 out of a hundred. I'm going to read this and I'm going to see if it's really a 90 out of a hundred. <laughs> okay. So, so I guess in a way it's Works like tricky. <laughs> it's yeah. I guess I just uh, divulged a weakness. Like if you want me to read your post, just put a score there at the top and I'm going to consume it. <laughs> You mentioned pillars earlier. Um, I'm always interested in this. I don't know much about about it. Like, how how would you go about putting content in pillars, and what what where would you start, basically? So that's yeah, that's a great question. We um, we're actually in the process of of doing that right now on lasso's blog because we were looking at everything that we have and we're like there's a lot of stuff here but there's no real roadmap especially for new visitors to the site to find their way around because at the moment the way things stand is like if you click on our blog post it's just in order of most recent to the very first ones from like a year and a half ago or almost two, two years ago. So, you know, there's no real order there. And so the team we have been discussing on, you know, the, and it's really, you kind of just take a seed keyword, like in our case, it's affiliate marketing. And then it, you just sort of like look under what have we written that falls under that umbrella. And so, you know, we have, we have content that, you know, more of like a, a beginner's guide, like what affiliate marketing is, um, you know, like choosing a niche, um, things like that. And then um, say, for example, affiliate marketing mistakes, uh, traffic sources, um, how to boost your affiliate income. So these are all blog posts that, that we've written that just don't really have uh, a unified home yet. And so just grouping those things together so we, we and actually we have we have two so we have and none of none of this is done yet this is just everything's like a work in progress like if, if you look at like my to-do list or, or andrew's to-do list it's just like see all this like he showed me his phone the other day it's like look at all of these things that i have yet to do and i'm like i get it um it's it's crazy but we actually have two so we have one that's affiliate marketing and then we actually have a second hub um, that we're also working on that is just Amazon specific because, you know, Amazon is such a huge e-commerce store and affiliate marketing. And, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, beginner friendly type of, of program to start with as well. And, um, and we've written content that is just Amazon specific. That's just related to like Amazon and earning on Amazon and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So we have like these two really like broad keywords. I, I'm thinking keywords. It's like my keyword research nerdery coming out in me. But um, you know, I, I and we just kind of like look for the things that we've written that fall under that really broad category, and then we just kind of like group them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's essentially grouping up into categories. I, oh, yeah. I have the same <laughs> issue. WP Mirror. It's been around for ten years now, and. You know, you can yeah, imagine family, the amount of family-run yeah, business, right? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. you can imagine the amount of content we've got. So <laughs> it, it, it can be daunting to you know to to have a content audit there. So it's definitely something we need to work on, and we have done a bit of that. We've we've split them up into categories or topics, what we call topics. But I think what we might be able to do is also subcategorize those 
even further to make it easier for the for the reader to to navigate i guess yeah i think i think it's it like i think of it like breadcrumbs <laughs> a little <laughs> bit too yeah. where you just you're just like leaving a trail for them to follow you know you start really broad and then you can just really niche it down and in a way it's kind of fun it's almost like you're putting on your 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 inspector's cap and you're like oh okay like let's let's like you know forge a roadmap for our visitors um so that I, I kind of like nerd out about those things too. Like I'm like, ooh, roadmaps. Let's talk more on that. This ties in very well, I feel like with with affiliate marketing too. So if you're working with specific products or affiliates, um, one of your affiliates, um, I feel like uh, communication with them is super important um, to you know really create the the sort of pyramid like you're talking about going on, starting with the very broad topic and then going deeper into into that so yeah from from our as a blog um i feel this is super important when it comes to affiliate marketing to have good relationships with your affiliates and keep the conversation going too yeah yeah absolutely and also i think of you know when you when you think of of your affiliates and they're they're the ones who are act like they're they're your brand's cheerleaders in a sense too it's like those are those are the the people who are who are actively promoting your product and and i think it's it's really important to you know take care <laughs> you know um and yeah like I, it's 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 a, a super important and like i think it's a, a a key um like component of 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 sort of any program that, that has like you know its affiliates it's it's like you want to make sure that you know you you give them like what they need to sort of help you in, in a sense i guess um yeah super important point and you're you're coming from the product side so what apart from written content do you feel like say videos are are very good at helping conversions or other things like yeah, social well, media or so when you say videos are you thinking more of or do you mean more about say like a youtube channel or exactly. yeah yeah that's we we have tipped dipped our our toes in then the world of video and that's that's one of the things on lasso's to-do list actually is to start making more because we we, ha we have a few but we we don't have like a dedicated youtube channel yet um but we know that there's a lot of potential there and actually one of lasso's um matt with the other co-founder um he's had remarkable success with his YouTube channel for one of his other affiliate sites. And um, so we're like, yeah, like that's something that we need to do. We, 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 we are hardcore advocates of video. Um, we just like haven't like full on, <laughs> like dove into the deep end of the pool yet. It's more like we're kind of like dipping our toes and like, oh yeah, okay, here's a video we got done. Let's, <laughs> and, and then like something comes up and then there's like a content hub that we're working on in it. But long story short, Yes, video. I also, I think I think when you can repurpose content too. So when you have several mediums, I think I think that the trick is to get good at one before you move on to the next one. And otherwise, I think you you will fall victim to, to spreading yourself a little too thin. So I I think you know, like for us, it's it's always. It, you know, we've always focused on, you know, organic search and, you know, SEO and, and Google, like that's kind of like been like our, our number one focus. And then now with, with, with video, like, you know, slowly, like, like snail crawl pace, um, you know, getting into to video and then, and also now with our, 
Twitter account for, for Lasso that we are also in the process of, you know, just really creating awareness at this point, because it's, it's not like we have, you know, thousands upon thousands of followers there where, you know, like we just crossed like a hundred, you know, like it's a, it's a really new account. And so I think no, sort of like knowing your status, like where you're at in, in each medium is, is also important to know, you know, like in Twitter is just one example where it's like, we're not necessarily trying to like make a sale. It's more just about like letting y'all know we're here. Hi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is, and this is what we do versus like writing for the blog where it's like, we've been there for a little while. And so like, we have like, you know, all, all types of things that are, that are going on there. And so, yeah, I think definitely like different mediums is, is good to explore. And I think just seeing where your audience hangs out and, you know, sometimes you don't know, sometimes you just have to kind of go in there and, and, you know, sniff around a bit. That's true. Yeah. We've been talking about, you know, starting YouTube videos for quite a while now. We have never really, I know it was done in the past, but yeah, we never really started it and it's a bit daunting um do you do you do your videos in-house or do you get um external no we we have done everything in-house so far and so it's as you said daunting yes (laughs) and and you know it 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 definitely requires more time you know and and so sometimes that is is a roadblock in itself like um the inertia or whatever it's like i'm not moving forward because it's like i have to make a video and and it's easier if i can just type on my keyboard and and write up a post you know um the videos require more effort and yeah it's it just takes it just takes more time and so i think allocating your your time (laughs) for that is also part of the challenge I think one of the easier ways perhaps would be newsletters, for instance. So you can easily, you know, go from a content from from a post to to emailing it as a newsletter. And there are so many tools nowadays. So that's that's maybe an easier way to, to do things, I guess. I um, would agree. <laughs> <laughs> although it does take some time as well. But it, um, yeah, it does. Another thing we've tried out recently is giveaways. So those those seem to be working too. Oh yeah. How they, so they have been like, what are you, I'm, I'm in like, I'm stealing from you now, <laughs> um, but like what, 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 like what types of giveaways are you guys doing? Like what, what have you found? The popularity seems to um, vary between products as, as is always the case, I guess. But um, I remember we had one about, we had the Avada team, for instance, which did super well. And we, we got, you know, hundreds of people tweeting um, as part of the entry to to the giveaway, which, you know, creates a lot of buzz. We get a lot of page views through that. And, and also, you know, our, our our clients got a lot of promotion that way. So that's that's another thing you can do um, if you're doing affiliate marketing. That's that's another road you can go down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, th- I think that that's also one of the because you're people love getting things for free. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely, um, uh, one way to go. We, we were looking at like, um, uh, webinars is, is another thing we were considering, uh, for the future. I, I know, I know, um, 
we not well i wasn't actually involved with, with this one this was sort of before i know there was one that was pulled off with great success and the you know the audience um it was for lasso and, and the audience was super engaged and like had had all kinds of, of of questions and i know like andrew and i chatted on that like yeah like we, we i think we should probably revisit that because you kind of like hit a nerve you're like oh like it's you know because really you're also just like looking for engagement i think too with with your audience and and what's really going to resonate with them and it's like you said like giveaways like you know you guys have been doing some giveaways and it's just like what i, th I think one of the challenges is you know finding the things that 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 will resonate so it you know you definitely have to like you know sometimes it's not a home run <laughs> you just have to experiment and you know see what they like that's true and i've also um, another thing that's worked for us was um coupon codes for instance or discounts that our affiliates give us for our readers mm. that's also another one that's been working pretty well and oh yeah uh, I've also noticed that some people also do like bonuses. So if you click on their link, on their affiliate link, they can give you, I don't know, a free ebook or something of the sort. So that's also something, you know, like you said, um, readers are looking for free things <laughs> a lot of the time. They, yeah, they are. I know there's, we, we started adding um, some little uh, lead mag that's it that's that's another term like I'm tired of saying out loud is lead magnets. Um, if, if you ask my team, it's like, Oh God, Sean's talking about lead <laughs> magnets again. But yeah, like that's something that we just started implementing into into blog posts as well. Was was like okay, well they're they're on this page that's showing them like how to write, for example, um, or how to write a review. So maybe we should have a lead magnet there that that might you know sort of um, help them write better even more. Like for <laughs> that was like a horrible expression there, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, just, it's, you know, that will just like serve them. So I guess like the, the, the idea is just, you know, like keeping it on topic, you know, do you provide something through these, is it a pop-up for instance? I'm just trying to, Oh no, I'm sorry. Like no, we, we, we have, we just have like a little like display box, like in the middle of the post. Um, and it's just about like, um, I can't remember like the copy word for word, but it's, it's basically like get your, get your, you know, content creating toolkit kind of a thing. And just because the post itself is there, I think it's um, how to write a product review. So we just thought, Oh, what if we had maybe some copywriting formulas, like a toolkit, maybe a checklist. And so we just combine some of these things into a single PDF that they can just like link to and, you know, get. So yeah, yeah but yeah, free, like you said. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you've seen conversions that way and you get leads, I guess through that still yeah and i mean it's it's still it's still new as well so we're kind of like mm -hmm. testing things as well but but yeah <laughs> that's interesting we have, we've never actually tried that but it's been on our on our list on our to-do list like you said yeah the to-do list just never runs out i feel like there's just like always something new because the in the in, the internet is just infinite <laughs> you know you can just scroll for days basically yeah. And another thing I noticed on, on your website, on, on the Lasso website, was the alternative posts, like uh, an alternative to their CS affiliates, for instance. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, crop up on a lot of product sites. And I, I think that would be a good op option for affiliate marketers, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like 100%. I think I think that's a really great strategy for, for any website owner to implement onto their own blog or their own posts, I think, because, because people are always looking for alternatives. And so I think, I think that was the idea behind like why we started doing it because like we, yeah, we have like AWP alternative and because like, these are all like terms, like people are like 
searching for. And so we just thought if we could capitalize on a little bit of that search traffic and perhaps, you know, introduce people to to our brand and like what we're doing, then, you know, that that could, you know, bring in new traffic, new leads, um, hopefully new, you know, new trials, uh, customers and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's a really great, I think a really great strategy to employ, um, you know, where it's applicable is like to have those product alternative posts, like definitely yeah. good idea. <laughs> Do you have any experience with pop-ups? I'm not, I'm still, I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't know if they're yeah, annoying or they yeah. actually work. <laughs> so. I, you know what? I actually, I don't, I, I haven't, I haven't used pop-ups and I know, I, I believe like, like Andrew and Matt, I believe have, have like experimented with pop-ups, but, but ultimately like I, like we don't use them on Lasso's blog. You know, we, we just, we, we keep things pretty simple. And I think that's just tested in, in, in our experiences, like with, with our audiences and like what, what we found to work. But I think, see, I think each, each website is different. So because I've been on websites where, you know, there are pop-ups and I, I don't find them annoying per se, except when it's like in excess. Cause I think, you know, you've probably visited a site or two in your time where there's just a lot keeps popping up at you. And, you know, you've barely been on the website for like 30 seconds and like three pop-ups have already just, you know, been deployed. So I, I think there's definitely pop-up etiquette that, that people should uh, address um, and, and just be wary of when they're, when they're using them because, you know, people are using them to obviously capture, you know, email addresses or, you know, to sign up for something. And so I, I think they, the temptation is there to become a bit spammy, I think at times, but yeah, we, we haven't like, I'm, we, we've tested a little bit. Um, I know Andrew's tested a little bit, but we've, we've just found that just like keeping things simple, at least with our audience, we've just kind of like left those things alone, you know, for now. Yeah. I think the key thing for us would be, um, to always keep emphasizing that you're trying to help the reader get to the product that they're looking for. So as long as you're helping someone, uh, the reader out rather than using it for oh, your yeah. own sort of Absolutely. Um, lead capture and all this, I think they could work. And oh yeah, definitely. Cases. Yeah, I, th I think so too. Like like I said, I think I think it's more just about like the etiquette and and just like the the placement of of, of the pop up itself, and then the, just the the copy in in the pop up as well. Like you said, like you're you're here to help them, and so I think conveying that in the pop up also i think goes a long way like when you're communicating that value or that benefit that's that's in it for them for that then yeah def definitely i think is makes it like probably a, a higher converting situation mm -hmm. so let's talk a bit about the back end of then affiliate marketing so we've seen you know loads of tools out there to, to help you also being one of them um <laughs> i guess the main the main reason to use these tools is one to get you know your your cloaked links which is a great way to to have your website looking really you know professional and it, it sort of mm -hmm. cleans up the clutter of the of affiliate links which most of the time are super long you know um, so, <laughs> and it also helps you track conversions which is as an affiliate marketer is one of the most important things you're looking out for at least from mm -hmm. my perspective yeah <laughs> One thing I've sort of struggled with mostly is 
okay, you can use these tools and you can get the number of clicks and the number of views, but then actually getting number of converted clicks is a bit tricky because different affiliate programs use different plugins. So it gets a bit messy sometimes. Um, what I like to use are campaigns usually. So let's say I, I use a particular post ID as a campaign to see if that article is converting or not. Um, and appending that to the affiliate link. What do you think are the best ways to, let's say you're using Lasso and I'm using affiliate links with campaigns. What do you think is the best way to to keep things organized? Well, in terms of just like the, the URL, like like kind of like how you said, just like appending like the, the, um, the affiliate URL itself would just say for perhaps like the, the slug of like the specific post, um, you know, or the, or the campaign, just like depending on what it is you're tracking, like whether it's like an, like a broader campaign or like a specific page, that's, that's another thing that, that I found helpful is just like, you know, attaching that, that slug. So like, you know, like where, you know, like the, the higher converting posts would be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my question is if I've got Let's say I'm I'm signed up to Lasso as, as an affiliate partner and I'm using all these campaigns for all my different posts. Is there a way to have these organized within Lasso itself under one bracket? Is there a way to yeah, find actually yeah, you could you could actually you can organize your links in in groups. That's that's another thing that I think you know is helpful. Um, like for me, or well, not just for me, but yeah, groups. I would I would definitely suggest doing that so you can just have like depending on what it is you want to track, but you can just like create these groups for the different types of affiliate links. Okay, and I think another thing I've noticed I haven't tried it yet, but I've seen it on your on your website is that you can override certain links sometimes. So you can have, let's say, a CTA box for product X, and then you can override the link for each article, but it would still have the same CTA box and same description and everything and keep things organized that way, I believe. I, yeah, I think I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding as well, because like, we, do, we do have like a, a short code reference guide, I guess, um, yeah. that, that, we, that, that allows a lot of flexibility. So I, I think that's what you're speaking to. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding. Um, so, so yeah, so you can like override like specific elements to your displays. So like if you, you know, if you created a display, um, which, you know, typically would just appear like it would appear as that display across your site. But if you're creating something for a, a specific post mm -hmm. and perhaps you wanted to tweak the copy or like link to some other place, then yeah, you can override that. So it's only for like that specific post or page that okay. it would, you know, say that, say, or do those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that simplifies things for us, for instance, because we do have a lot of these um, displays. Sorry. I, I mentioned CTA boxes, is what we're used to calling them, but they're displays on that. So. Um, oh yeah. No, so, no we, we actually, we call them. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of just like the, the whole box itself, but then exactly. also the, the yeah. CTAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause at the moment we've got CTA boxes, you know, all over our website, but we don't, we have no way to track them and looking for them and changing some, some copies, super tedious. So it's one of the things that I like about Lasso that you can, you know, you've got the dashboard and you can just mess around in there and then all your, <laughs> all your, all your um, displays get updated straight away. So I think this, the overriding of the affiliate link using the campaign would then, I think, work out quite well in that case. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we've talked a lot about um, the content creation side of things. I'm really interested in knowing and in, in discussing, you know, running a writing team because it's it's one of the things that I've sort of started to do now. Um, we we recently started expanding our team a bit more, and it's uh, it's a learning process. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it is finding it is. the right writers um, is is quite quite tricky i would say what what are the um do you have any any pearls of wisdom there <laughs> so well yeah so there's you know you obviously you want to see you want to see examples of their work obviously you, you want you know you want their their writing to be grounded in you know their experiences or at least grounded in their their curiosity but then but then also like one of the things that that i'll look for is it, it's it's also about like their personality. And so in, in our hiring application, we also have, well, it's linked to something or like talk about something that you find funny and why, you know? And so we've gotten people linking to YouTube videos, or most recently we, we hired an affiliate manager, uh, Gene, and he, he linked to this hilarious stand-up comedian that, that Andrew and I were like, it was it was a hilarious video and we're like oh my goodness okay well if anything he has great sense of humor but i think there's a certain likeness factor that that comes into play as well because nobody likes to work with a, a disagreeable curmudgeon <laughs> <laughs> That's true. didn't think i was going to say curmudgeon today <laughs> but you know, and and I know there's a lot of remote work these days. Uh, Lasso's team were all remote, but we still have to communicate and even like hop on calls with one another. And so, um, yeah, I think part of it there is is like, is will you be able to work with this person? If I think comes into play, not only can they do the job and like how how is their writing, um, you know, things like that, but that's that's something else that that we'll look at is is just like sort of like their. I think another question that we had asked people was like, what's something that you're just like super curious about or recently taught yourself? Cause we just want to like get to know the person as a person as well. Um, and I, so I think that, I think that helps us sort of like filter. I think it it's refined. It's helped refine our, our filtering process, our hiring process, if you will. And so, I yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> and, and to go like one step before that also, simply putting out a call for writers. I mean, we've done it on our own website, on our blog. Uh, we've got a few responses, but recently we found that even like by word of mouth, um, you know, people who have used specific writers then pass them on to us. That's been very helpful. I wonder if there are other ways that you found like maybe job oh, boards. Yeah. Um, you know what? The so when we were hiring uh, um, the team at, at Listen Money Matters, we actually we had, we had emailed our list, but then we also reached out to our our Facebook group. So I would say you know that's I would say that's another um, place to look. You know if if you've just if if you have like a, a social media group of any kind, like I would definitely tap them on the shoulder and, and say, Hey guys, like, you know, we're, we're looking for a writer or do you know anyone who might be interested in, in X, Y, or Z? Yeah. I think because yeah, like word of mouth, like I think it's easier to find someone that, that is already familiar with you or like, like friend of a friend, like referrals kind of a thing, I think helps job boards or kind of like the last resort where it's like, if just nothing's coming in then it's like, okay, maybe we'll play, uh, pay to, you know, place 
this listing for like, say like, you know, a month or something and see what comes up. But yeah, I would definitely recommend starting internally when it comes to just hiring, when it comes to looking for someone, because chances are like your audience will probably find someone for you or you're one of the audience members itself. Be like, Hey, like I can write like, you know, or I can shoot videos or whatever. If they're already like fans of you or using your products, then I think that's probably the best place to start. Yeah, that's true. And also, um, one other thing we've been doing is the test posts just to start off. I, I don't know if you've done this before yourselves. It, I've, we felt like it's it's been has been a better way to sort of determine whether or not they're a good fit for the company or the product that they're writing about. You know, asking them to try to get a test post, which we always pay for anyway. I mean, it's not for free, but it, you know, the first initial post is very important. I think. Gives you a I sense of, of what they write about. Yeah, and I, actually, that's that's something that we'll we'll do as well. Like, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only is is like their earlier work, but like here is a topic that you know we're looking to. And you know, I think it's probably the same. You probably found is is like you'll give them something that you're looking to publish soon for your blog. So it's it's like here, let's see how you would you know respond to, to writing this topic if you, if you had to sort of a thing yeah yeah test another posts. thing we've yeah. we've tried is you know giving everyone the same test posts i mean we're not going to use it probably but um we're very familiar with for example a specific product and we know what we're looking for so we give everyone the same title and then see what they come up with and if they yeah. hit you know all the, all the right things <laughs> they can proceed to the next to the next article that's something we've, we've been testing out for a while now yeah, and you've you've um, how do you how do you find that going though pretty pretty well? Like, I think it's, of... it's a good idea because it, it's easier to judge since you know already what you're looking for. It's not some new topic mm, yeah. that you haven't really thought about. So let's say one of our products is um, one of the the company's products is spotlights, social feeds. So we get all our writers to write a review for that, and then we can easily tell if they've missed something in the product, for instance. So it's easier to to weed out, you know, the the, the people who are not really looking into the <laughs> details, for instance. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's where the devil is. The devil is in the details. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So then, once you've got your writer on, I mean, it's it's all a matter of getting them to to write with your same style and have the same principles while writing. I think that's super important, especially when you're something like affiliate marketing and having other writers who aren't you know part of the core team do your content yeah yeah i mean it was a it was a challenge just like kind of taking taking that task on like in the beginning but like things like make it easier they kind of smooth out along as you go but yeah i think just kind of i, I found also just when you it's almost like you're quarterbacking <laughs> American football expression, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think also that, that if, if we already know, you know, like you said, like what you want them to, to touch on, then, you know, a lot of times, like I, I even may have just like said, here's like a rough, like perhaps outline, but only use it as, as a blueprint, like don't necessarily like verbatim, like what I just like listed here, but I, I think it kind of helps keep them focused on like where you want it to go. Um, I've, I've found that to be also, a, you know, a help because sometimes like you'll get it. Like if, if you just give them like 
say like just like a random keyword and it's just like go you might get something back very different than and perhaps not what you want or not what you want to publish um so i think giving giving your team like an idea of what you're looking for you know short of like writing it yourself obviously but just like giving them the idea of like this is what we're looking for like here's like a, a rough blueprint you know and then you know handing it off to them and i think it, it also i think creates less work for for me or, or for you i would imagine right when they hand back something to you yeah they hand back something to you and you're like great like this is pretty much where i wanted it to go and so you don't have to spend as much time like with rewrites or you know edits or things like that yeah and do you only stop at the outline or do you provide keywords um, yourself or do you let them do that well usually i mean we're pretty seo focused with most of the things that we do create so we try to be mindful of is this something that people are actually searching for yeah, so, from there yeah most i mean every, every now and then it just might be something just to keep the narrative going so perhaps it's not necessarily really written for seo but like 95% of the time like most most of our posts anyway are coming with with that in mind and like what people would actually be searching for so we try to you know pair that with like a an appropriate keyword yeah makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we've covered a lot about um you know running the writing team and, and content creation itself where where can our, our audience reach you so they can reach me on uh, twitter at hey sean bryson <laughs> <laughs> It's the, my catchy, I can just use like Sean Bryson because that was taken apparently. So I had to like find another <laughs> word to throw in there. Um, so Actually, it's, hey, I Googled you, and, <laughs> I Googled you and, and an actor came up and I wasn't sure if it was you or not. Oh, that was my previous life. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow, okay. That was, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was um, <laughs> before all of the, the fame and notoriety with, with Lasso and affiliate marketing plugins and, and writing. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was something okay, else. So it was, was you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's funny. That's yeah, something that Andrew mentioned to me too. He's like, we Googled you when when you started working for us at Listen Money Matters. I'm like, you you did acting work? I'm like, you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so our audience can reach you at on Twitter and also on getlasso.com. Um, where you can check out Lasso. Uh, we'll also be uploading a review pretty soon, so you can check that out too. Oh, great. Lovely. <laughs> Sean, it was, it was great speaking with you, and I look forward to, to chatting again. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much for having me again. It was a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs>